Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network podcast. I am your host, Anthony Rigucci, and here with a few friends in the Delaware County area, we get in a basement and we talk about a certain topic. Today's topic is going to be our list for games of the decade, and decade, to discuss, decade, as decade. always, Chris Trio. What's going on, Gucci? Just you? us two. Good. It's been a while since we sat yeah. on the table. I've been Just out for the past two, two. so he, he, Billy was, was nice enough to step in for Arrow and... Uh, crisis, crisis and all that and then but, you did the beyond county lines of course yeah so before we jump in little housekeeping we got a new show out it's new called format. Beyond, yeah new format of basically this podcast is called beyond county lines essentially the format is doing podcasts with like internet friends essentially so people that don't live in the area that maybe i can cover some different topics on that i really sure. don't have those folks to do here yeah so that's kind of the object of that so again Topical podcasts. Um, I don't think I'm going to expand it into reviews. Just kind of like what we do on the the that DNN podcast. Yeah, yeah. And the first one is about Dark Souls. We're covering. We covered a decade of of that game since Dark Souls literally has just existed in this decade. That is weird to think about. <laughs> uh, Greg Wells, um, a good friend of mine, we did that podcast, and that was uh, maybe like two weeks ago. I think it came out. I think so. About that. Uh, actually, maybe only like a week. Nah, two weeks has to be. Because it definitely know. wasn't last week. Because last week was... Oh, I guess, yes. So I I'm trying to know where you are. It was, like, the... it was like three back. I'm forgetting we are already in the first week of February, February. which is weird. But yeah, no, you're probably right. And um, we're kind of handling podcasts as well as um, the Reviews, hot, takes hot takes a little yeah. differently. Um, so we're just kind of what we're going to do. I mean, we've been doing a lot more podcasts lately, and I think that's just because there's been just a lot of topics to do stuff wanted, on. Yeah, reviews and such. Um. So we're not going to just constrict ourselves to doing one a month because if we did that, we'd be so like or things, two, would, yeah, one of things wouldn't month, yeah. be relevant anymore yeah. and like, you know, it would just like hold us back. Same with reviews. Like, okay, if something comes out, we're going to review it um, and we'll try to get a review out a month, but I don't think we're going to break our back anymore to try to get no, it's more like if, out. Yeah, we if, did a ton in December and early January sure, because, because there was everything that we want to talk about. Yeah, right. Right, and we'll try, like, there will always be a podcast every month, and there will sure. always be at least one hot take a yeah. month, but we're not going to be trying to... Like, pump them out just for the sake of having them. Right, yeah. right. We're going to cover stuff we want to cover, and that's... And not what we don't. <laughs> right, we're yeah. not going to try to, like, do something just for the sake of doing a podcast, sure. which we didn't do that that often, but, like, as we roll into March, Well, we don't, April, yeah, we'd be like, what are we going to do for this podcast right, this month? because there's, like, no and... games coming out. Which, Not really many which movies were won't be the case yeah. this year. No, yeah. Um, I mean, we got a ton of movies this year, too, even, yeah. and stuff like that. So we're so. going to be doing more content, essentially. It sounds like the plan is to do less, but it's not. Yeah. it will. Pro I feel like we've already been doing way more stuff mm. this year, so that's nice. Doing it pretty good, yeah. Doing it pretty well, whatever. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. The year should be good, 2020, the new Especially decade. for games. Yeah. Especially in this the Q1, Q2 sector. Well, I mean, so we lost a few of them now, though, right? True. So Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk. Um, Avengers. Avengers, which I think is fine. Oh, I agree. I <laughs> Cyberpunk, I was, like, disappointed, but, like, whatever. But <laughs> Avengers is just, like... I don't even know. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, it's... Like, I really... I, I have no idea what that's going to be. But should we get into it? Well, what have you been up to? 
Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, we really haven't talked. No, that that's much. true. We haven't. Uh, like Besides random seeing Birds of Prey, we did not. Yeah, I mean, we barely uh, had really had a conversation. I mean, you know me, Red Dead, per usual. Right. Um, what else did I play recently? I played a bit of. Uh, I'm forgetting the name because I'm so terrible. Control. I saw him beating it. Beating it. I really love the really? story in that game, but the actual act of fighting and like getting from story beat to story beat, I don't really love. But it's still a really cool world, and I like it a lot. Uh, what else have I been playing? That's really oh yeah, fucking Dragon Ball Z. That's been fun. It's nothing insane, but I heard like pretty okay things about that game. Um, it's a fun way to experience the Dragon Ball story. You gotta be a. I would say you kind of. It's it's funny. Every Dragon Ball game, I would be like, yeah, you kind of have to be a Dragon Ball. Hundred percent. Like I don't think a Dragon Ball game comes out and you're just like, yeah, you should pick that up. Go for it. You know anything about it? It's just like not that kind of. You can't do it. But yeah, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, been watching. Well, I watched Knives Out last night. That wasn't. I hear nothing but good things. Fucking fantastic. Awesome. All right, Dude, I need to Chris watch it. Chris Evans post MCU. I don't know if you were seeing the conversation I was having with Penza in the group chat last I think night. I'm, no. Dude, I'm just like, I love, like, it, it doesn't feel weird to see him outside of the MCU. And I think he's like, gonna do good. No, I think he is too. And he, I mean, he, he, he plays he's a great a, actor. He, he uh, has a, but like, he hasn't been in any movies really. No, Snow that's true. Piercer. I mean, he did Snowpiercer. He did some like smaller romance movies and stuff like in that. In the last like 10 years, you know? No, yeah, but even in the last, I think, I think he has done more than you'd probably suspect oh, or I, expect. I, I, but like, yeah. yeah. It's I just, mean, like, you're not more gonna pay high, high profile roles. For like, sure. I don't think he's up for an Oscar, but the movie sure as hell is. Yeah. It's, it's great. He plays super against type in that too, doesn't he? Like where, like he's pretty, he's in dickhead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I do want to watch that. I mean, Ryan Johnson, I enjoy. I hear nothing but good oh, things. They already greenlit the second one. Yeah. So I'm hyped. I think they could do what's a lot. What's LeBlanc? Of, what's his name? Uh, Benoit LeBlanc. Benoit LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah. Good, that's uh, Daniel Craig's like. So listening to do a southern drawl at first was like, oh whoa, this is weird, <laughs> and he kind of nails it. But like, you, it's supposed to be a little corny for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it takes place like today. Which I liked. Yeah. I didn't know what time it was period. contemporary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be really cool if he was just like an investigator on like different cases. Because it's kind sure. of like it, it's Clue, essentially. Sure. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. Did you see Logan Lucky? No. He's, I know he's in it with Adam he's Driver. He's awesome. And... Both of them are. And Channing Tatum. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's actually the same guy who did uh, Oceans, the Oceans movies, some of them. But it's it's great. And he plays that kind of Southern guy again in that. He plays that. He does that accent really, really well. I'd love to hear him talk. But anyways, anything else? Anything else? On the um, way? I think I saw nineteen seventeen. You but think, I think you saw nineteen seventeen? No, I, I, I did see nineteen seventeen. <laughs> okay, but I think we talked about it on the podcast already. Uh, but playing the Kingdom Hearts three DLC, which I beat the final, the secret boss last night. I spent like three hours fighting him. Really? It, like so, it, it it's it was it's definitely the hardest boss in the series, and it's just kind of one of those fights. Like in Dark Souls, definitely comparable, where you just have to fight and die and like just learn it. Yeah. Like and then, like I was getting to the point where like I was finding like ways to like okay like this is how I'll, I'll do this encounter this and like okay like I can survive by doing this and like oh wait I can do this to like stagger him to get hits in like. Uh, you're learning, Fucking you're dying and learning, yeah. Brilliant fight. It, it's really cool. That's but, cool. And it took me, I think it took me like probably like eight to ten hours to like Satisfying. Learn. And to, then last to, night Once you the, got the end though, it was, I was like, like that. Oh, I yeah. was getting farther and farther and farther and like understanding more and more. And I'm like, I can't stop. Like I'm in the groove. So That's good. Awesome. I, uh, last of Us, I think I talked about already. Um, we're definitely going to talk about that. Sure. That's still podcast. not pushed back again yet, right? 
No, I mean, oh, it got delayed the first time, but it hasn't been delayed again since. So I think it's like no, August it's still or something. slated for May. No, May, May, May. May. Cool, cool. You think that'll get delayed? No, I don't think so either. But I keep seeing people online going. If like, anything it's probably, like, goes it's to good. Shishima, yeah, uh, we have. We, I mean, we, we only have that enough. one gameplay demo. I haven't really. seen enough of it. Hmm. Sony has like a lot of these weird titles that are on this cusp, and it's just like, well, if you delay it. Like, are you gonna? Is it next gen? It must. It has to be. Does Ghost of Tsushima have a delay? Uh, like a date? I don't think so. I didn't think so either. I feel like that's gonna be a PS5 launch game, but no, it's definitely not. It's oh, definitely they said on it's PS4. PlayStation 4. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. What what game are you playing? PlayStation. I saw a rumor today. Like, it's obviously very take it with a grain of salt, and who knows uh, that Grand Theft Auto 6 will be announced at PS5's reveal. Yeah. No. I mean, why? Yeah, no. Because Red Dead Rockstar will just do it themselves. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they've done that before, though. They've revealed the like. I'm pretty sure they did something with GTA Five for on PlayStation stage and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. They. they I mean, I'm sure they don't need it, but they that's didn't just do it with Red Dead. No, Red Dead. They just let it all go. Short. Like I, I, I like the way I they roll out stuff. I don't think they're going to go back. I don't think they reveal any of that stuff at their at their stage. You they think it's just going to be. Just PlayStation Five or, or with the PlayStation Five event, like they'll just be like, "This is the PlayStation I mean, Five Or do we even know anything about an event for that yet? No. Hmm. Uh, there's some rumors about February, and I'm just like, it's not E3 because they're not there. Um, yeah, I'm kind of just at this point where I, whatever I think they do won't be enough. Yeah, no, I mean they're really because uh, they don't have the E3 stage to do like. To and do I don't, another one. I don't and, want to Xbox is just gonna is gonna like take their bulldozer and slowly run over Austin or slowly run over the guy that Austin Powers runs over. <laughs> like, like it's like no, no. Like that, know, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. Like they're de- like they're systematically like killing E3 every year, but they're also giving Xbox just I free reign, just like last year, which they didn't really we'll do. Take but like now yeah. that it's we're in the next, you know, they're gonna show they can the ex- show the big guns. Yeah, yeah, they're they, coming out with the big guns. Now I agree. The next gen is officially here hmm. um can't wait yeah can't wait we should we'll have the new consoles this time next year which yeah. is um and then in 10 more years we'll do another game of the year game of the decade because we still will be here in 10 years yeah so, so yeah. games of the decade so how we're doing this is we're covered from 2010 to 2019 obviously we're going to be in the ps3 xbox generation i think that's the seventh generation correct and then as well as the xbox one ps4 that generation yep uh, so this is kind of how I think we should do this. Um, we should take turns each giving a game. Sure. Um, essentially, you'll say that you'll you'll do the game, give a little statement. I won't jump in. Um, you better not, because no. like <laughs> obviously this is not a definitive list. This is of course, extremely this is... subjective and extremely opinionated. But if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. Right. That's it. I right. just want to let you know. But like I, I feel like like game of the year can be like really quantified, and I think is factual for sure. This is like a little bit like okay, like there's Much some more games subjective. you have to talk about, and then there's some games that are very subjective. Like my list is very much like that. Sure. So we'll go back and forth, say the name of the game, kind of give you a reason why this game is a game of the decade. And sure. If I if I agree, I'll, I'll maybe add some points, and if I don't agree, I just won't say anything. That's fair. <laughs> no, yeah. Like I- if, if you if you say 
thief is game of the decade, I won't say a goddamn word. All right, well, I'm, we might as well just I cut might this just, off. I <laughs> might just leave. <laughs> I might just yeah, leave. Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny because even, I guess mine weren't even, I do feel like for me, I have a definitive game of the decade. But there are some. I, I think it's very hard for me to give that to like one game. I, yeah. I don't like, when people ask like, what's my favorite movie or game? It's such a fucking hard it's very, question. It's, it's tough because you like I certain things for different reasons or something right, like that. Right, and I don't like giving like one movie no, the that's rain, fair. <laughs> like of that title, like I feel like it means a lot. Maybe and it doesn't. It's yeah. like, oh, maybe somebody would ask you, and you just like knee jerk kick an answer, and it's like, nah, I, you know, I look at this stuff a lot more analytically and critically. Sure. To like not just knee jerk react. Just to this that. is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. Should I start? I yeah, guess. you want to go first. So one of my first ones, probably from the earlier beginnings of the years, uh, was Red Dead Redemption One. For sure. Like, that was a game where I experienced it, and I just thoroughly enjoyed the story and the time setting and just all the mechanics I was dealing with. It's I think there's one that beats it on this list for me, obviously, when it comes up. I, I think Red Dead 1 was 2012? 2011? Or something like that? Red Dead 1? Yeah. Yes. But it just did something with the character and, like, a story that I've never seen done before that successfully for me, just with the way it presented John Marston and the ending it gave us and just the the kind of whole wraparound of his story and how in-depth that world is, but it doesn't even come close to the next one, which is even more crazy for me. But yeah, I, I thoroughly love that game and it's at the top of my list. I don't think it beats Red Dead 2, but for uh, for technical reasons, literally. But so segue, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think is definitely a game of the decade. I think it it's a game that, I mean, at this point, very high profile, not just Rockstar, but the sure. Red Dead IP as well. Um, it kind of turns this really popular game into an immersive cowboy experience when it doesn't necessarily have to be this immersive like experience that's very in-depth not just in the single player but the online has definitely been fleshed out sure. especially in, now that we're talking about it at launch that definitely wasn't the case yeah but i think the like we've done a podcast um you know this Talk, discussing about, it yeah uh, the Red Dead Online and how it's kind of like become its own thing. But I think that single player and that story and that experience is just kind of really top notch. And I think that game is a very good display of like what this generation was. For sure. Uh, really like mastering open world as well as gunplay, as well as story, characters, graphics. I think it bring really, it all together. Right. Yeah. It's it's a game that I can't quite describe and I think you get it with death stranding and in the same way as me of like, I like to just exist in that world when it comes to red dead too. And I, it's rare. I find a game like that where I just like, I want to mosey to the next town. I'm not going to speed through. I just kind of want to enjoy the scenery. I want to live my life as Arthur Morgan or, or whoever you are at that point. And it's a great time. And it's not for everyone. There's a lot of realism aspects that maybe some people are like, well, why am I, why do I have to slow down a little bit to change the outfit on my my horse? This is, I mean, it just automatically comes. I'm like, yeah, I know, I get it. There are little things. Not everyone's gonna love it, but I was not texting. I'm writing all our yeah, sure, whatever, now. Gooch. You don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I'm literally, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna keep a list. No, so that's like a good at idea. The end, we can like recap. Uh, it. But yeah, no, I, I can't sing the praises of Red Dead enough. Uh, from that year, did did I skip you already? Or did you give Red Dead two? I guess. No, I did. Give yeah. Red, I gave uh, Red Dead God of War. Like, come on. I can't even... That is probably my favorite... The most gamey game on this game of the decade list in the, in the way of, like, you're just beaten down. There's all these different 
spells and whatever you have uh health things that you pick up you have rampage thing or not uh not rampage you know what i mean bars bars that like <laughs> just fill up you're upgrading your character throughout you have these fast travel mechanics it's unapologetically a video game but it's presented a story in such a fucking fantastic way and made you explore the the world in such a fantastic way and just fighting enemies is one of the most satisfying things i've ever done in any video game in god of war so I, I can't sing the praises of that game enough. God of War uh, for me is definitely one of the, like the best linear uh, story experiences uh, from this decade, from this um, generation, from the Xbox One, PS4 generation. Um, it was the one game I played where I never wanted to do any side stuff. I just kind of wanted. Really, to, you just I, wanted to go. Yeah, I just you were really, locked in on that story. Right. I yeah, agree. I just wanted to see what was happening next because I think the like the interactions between Kratos, uh, a character who has essentially revamped this is 100%. you know this game is a reboot of a series that was totally different. Kratos being this muscle head, rage head, kind of just having like sex fucking, with twenty women, right? Like, killing people left and right, like really s- scaled down to this like reflective older guy who has that past but like is a different kratos he's grown um yeah he has grown a lot um but like they're still reflecting upon those games they don't forget them they're still there but like there are points of reflection in the story and getting to the end uh the music is fucking fantastic like so good the world is sculpted insanely well and not all games need to be open world. I think like God of War is is a great example of a game yeah. that just like not all, a, not everything needs not to be open world. It's not technically linear though, right? I, I guess say, it, I'd say it, like it sets you on a straight path. Like sure. there's not that much deviation. There are some side areas, but for the most part, I think it's a pretty straightforward sure. game. Sure. No, I I'd agree. Like I, th- I said, like I wasn't going off the beaten path to do side stuff one because I didn't want to and two I like I just wanted to progress the story yeah because you want to see what was happening right next. like yeah. the side you stuff like wasn't in my face other than atreus going hey we could explore around you know the, the for sure the lake of the nine or whatever it's called yeah i guess it is like i, I kind of guess I, but they keep you on p- track for like, sure they're not they're not and like it, and it's very easy to get all over the map which i love i i, I kind of put it in the same category almost as it's like a tomb raider where it's like a linear open world game in the way of like you have some ability to explore obviously and it, you have that path choice, but obviously it, it very much directs you. Like, if you just want the story, follow this arrow. That's it. And I, I do really appreciate that. But Gooch, what's another one of your games? Hold on. I'm setting my list. Um, one of my games that should not come as a surprise is Minecraft. I think yeah. Minecraft is one of those games that really defined a generation of gamers not being necessarily us even though when minecraft when we found out about minecraft it was still in alpha and beta and that's when we played it and then it came out and it totally went past our generation and went to the younger generation because minecraft is like a hit with kids and that's kind of where it lives now and it's still extremely popular it's still selling millions and millions of copies it's making a ton of money not for just through the game but through merchandising and i think it's really left an impact on the industry it's kind of silly to not acknowledge it even though we're not playing it i saw this someone shared this article one time it was about it it was this article that an architect wrote uh he was i don't know a little bit maybe uh younger than us or he's studying to be an architect thank you 
and he wrote about how the reason he wanted to do that was because of Minecraft. He he loved Minecraft. He loved building things. He loved like that's something really interesting and cool and something I would not have thought about. Like this can inspire kids to do some other things. And even like every generation, I feel like kind of has that game that got them into games. I feel like Halo was probably one of those for a lot of people. Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and I do think my, Minecraft is up there with it. And it's an interesting concept that. When you think about it, I feel like it's kind of stupid when you just put it right. on paper. But when you execute it, it's amazing. And, it, and it's influenced tons of games. So tons many. and tons of clones of Minecraft have come out. Things that have taken things from Minecraft and just in, uh, like iterated upon them. And, and not necessarily clones of Minecraft. Like Stardew Valley is in... Uh, do you know what that game is? I've heard of it. I don't it know what it is. It is essentially like... Uh, like a, take Animal Crossing and Minecraft. It's kind of like a farming game and you take care of a town. But it's like... 8-bit. Gotcha. And, like, that's that's what it is. Okay. And it, like, yeah. it's more closer to Animal Crossing. I've seen, Crossing, like, Terraria and stuff yeah, like that. Terraria yeah, Terraria is yeah, another yeah. game that I think, like... That's, like, a 2D like, Minecraft. Like, took the Minecraft yeah. core concept and turned it into something else. Sure. No, it's crazy. I mean, it's... It's gonna be a long-lasting game. I mean, how long has it been out now? When did it come out? When did officially, it start? Officially came out in 2010, I think. Really? Or 2011? Here, let me look it up. Ten years later. That's still with us. That is crazy. That's insane. I wonder if I could still log in on my... Because I bought it before. If I could remember my password, I feel like I could definitely log in. That's one of those games that you do need, like... Not need, but it's great to have that incredible creativity of, like, a child. Like, that just insane imagination that you just can make whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as you get older, you won't have that as much, sadly. But it's still a lot of fun to do. Uh, 2011. 2011? Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Minecraft. Crazy stuff. True. What's your next game of um, the decade? So there's a few that come to mind for me. One, I guess, would say, I, I'd have to say when it comes to more linear experiences, uh, is Bioshock Infinite. I mm-hmm. really I that one too. Really love that game. And I, it's it's weird, because I, I feel like I see on the internet people are really down on that game anymore, for some reason. Infinite? Yeah. Why? Uh, I, something about... It just not being living up to like what maybe people want it to be. It's it feels like much of a retrospective thing, and I don't know. I don't know if I've necessarily seen it a lot, but I feel like whenever I listen to like a podcast, someone brings it up if they're talking about it. But I don't really personally understand why. I think it's one of the most interesting stories we've got out of a game in the past ten years. I loved the scene scenery change of going from this dark and dingy underwater city to this amazing rapture, cloud yeah. metropolis that really isn't of a metropolis Columbia, and. Right seeing all these kind of social dynamics that they that they threw into the game without being super overbearing and and just hitting you over the head with it all the time. Right. It's it's a very successful and cool story that has amazing characters and and things that I care about and I mean uh, Booker is is an awesome character. Uh freaking Elizabeth is interesting and they it was one of those first games that you had a companion that didn't annoy you. Like you weren't like or I feel like I should say single player games cuz I feel like whenever you have a companion, usually in a, in a game, or this was way back, even God of War does it well, you have to watch out for them. You have to watch their health bar or something like that, or they're being more of they're a... They're more of a nuisance than they are than aid. A, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think Bioshock really hit that well of like, no, she's just there to help you. And you're not escorting her this entire time. And she really contributes to the story. Yeah, going off that, I think Elizabeth is one of the best executed companions in a game. Sure. Um, I, like, Atreus, I think, probably comes... Close second. It, it, even, maybe, maybe not even... close second, but, like, in that top five list. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bioshock, you know, 
always deeply embedded within politics and i think um in infinite really perfects not only the story but the political political aspect that was introduced in two and and one but also the story like going back and playing bioshock one the story is not really that much big of a deal it's more the world sure and i think uh infinite brings that world building back 100 yep. percent, but like improves upon the story like tenfold sure um you know this is one of the first games that troy baker voices the main character who's, really who's a mainstay yeah. and i think i think infinite is the game that you saw troy baker and go oh troy, troy baker, baker yeah. from bioshock infinite i think that was the first game he's definitely been around before Sure, hundred yeah. percent. But I think that was the first game that like put him on the, on the map. map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a household name now. He definitely, and is. that's like when you first. That's one of the first ones you think of when you're naming his credentials. I feel like to anyone, you're like, oh yeah, Bioshock Infinite, uh, Last, Last of Us. Of us. Um, I mean, I could name five more, but they're not coming to my mind. For some <laughs> yeah, like, I could I, name I, a ton more, but, but I'm not. they're not. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, it's just a really awesome and fun game, and uh, even the combat. I feel like there's a lot of fetchy kind of stuff in it where maybe they could have trimmed it down a little bit, but that's really my only gripe. I I, I really do love that game. Uh, but what about you, Gooch? What else comes to mind? Next up, a game that's everywhere on anything. Skyrim. Dun, 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 dun. Skyrim, um, you know, I think... 11, 11, 11. It's again, like, we're going back to games with, like, zeitgeist and this game definitely has this cultural impact right yeah. uh like everyone knows what skyrim is and they might and, not know exactly what it is but you right. mentioned skyrim you know at bethesda's height i wouldn't say you know bethesda's kind of down on the luck and another company i'll talk about is also down on their luck but i think um Bethesda's last big peak was Skyrim, and I think Skyrim was this evolution of open-world game that then affected the entire industry, and everyone was trying to make open-world games and be like Skyrim. Not necessarily to a positive turnout, but, sure. I, but I think what what Bethesda did with Skyrim um, really just changed everything. Plus, you can play it everywhere, and they ported it to every next-gen console, play and it on it's everything. on Switch, it's on PC, it's on Linux, it's on Mac. You can play it on your toaster, your TV. There, like, wasn't there one? Didn't they release a trailer or something? Like, go like, Skyrim coming to your toast? Like, literally. Like, like, yeah, like, I think it was a fridge. I like think a smart so, fridge. Yeah. Or maybe so it was a toaster. You can now play Skyrim on your smart fridge. Yeah, no, it, that game, you're right. It does have that kind of insane cultural impact where... Even if someone doesn't know about video games, they know what Skyrim is or, or have heard the name before in some fashion. And just the things it did for RPGs. I've played that game through maybe six or seven times. Right. And, like and, and probably you've only beat it once. Yeah. Like, <laughs> main story-wise, anyway. Right. It's like, beat and, and, it. But like, and those games, like when you talk about Oblivion and Skyrim, you're not really talking about the main story. Maybe you are. Sure. But like... Those games are like, oh, like how many hours have you put into Oblivion or Skyrim? It's yep. not necessarily, oh, did you beat it? It's like, how many hours did you put into it? Because you can play for hours and hours and hours for sure. and never really scratch the main story. Um, I think especially in Oblivion, yeah. you can totally ignore everything. You don't have to for, do it the entire time. I mean, right. I mean, even in fucking Skyrim, like you don't. You can just complete. You don't have to go to Mount whatever. It's just like you can just go through that right. entire you game. Right. You can play a lot of the game without without the ever voice, seeing the a dragon. Theme. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I'm pretty sure they don't unlock until you. If go you don't up go to, to a right one, yeah. right, white, white, white run. Sorry. 
you, no, it's there. okay. But like uh, again, um, you know, the open world RPG was innovated by Bethesda, and they usually have done it. Like Fallout Four was definitely not an innovating game, even though three and it was very New much Vegas the same were. recipe. Yeah, in right. the way of, and it was. I I still enjoy Fallout Four, but it's not that type of impact, like you said, that Skyrim. I feel like had. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And of course, the modding community in Skyrim is only just keeping it alive, uh, not only on PC now, but Bethesda listened and brought mods to console, yep. um, as well as for Fallout 4, and that's really cool that like Bethesda decided to take this huge component that was only on one place and, br- and bring it to it. the others, because mods, again, you can go back and play Oblivion and really play this like sort of updated experience with mods because that game is very janky sure. and a borderline meme at this point. No, really. <laughs> like, it it's is so goofy. True. God, uh, what I would pay, though, to be able to go through that game, just in Skyrim's engine or, or, or whatever's engine, isn't there, like, a, uh, a like, self-funded project to, like, recreate that game right now? Skywind? Yeah. Something um, like that. I, I actually don't even know don't, what's, been going, what's been going on with I don't that. know what happened with that. I know, yeah, they were trying to recreate Morrowind and in skyrim yeah uh but yeah they really did something crazy and i guess was that all for yeah and i mean i hope they do something like that again with, with Elder six? Scrolls six yeah uh, they said that's definitely next gen right yeah. yeah yeah i i know people are down on bethesda right now and they've made some mistakes and i think they deserve they've made, it to all, be down. They've made some huge mistakes but i do think they're not down and out yet by any means and i think they no, can easily no, come no, back no. with a with an elder Scrolls six but elder Scrolls six park, park needs to be flawless no, and a game that is really again doing what oblivion and skyrim did for the open world genre 100 open world rpgs it needs to just be the next game that everyone copies off of. i agree i'm i'm with you there uh i guess i'll stick with the bethesda uh thing right now and dishonor 2 is that the t- it is one of my games of the decade for sure and the fact of that it, it sucks because that game didn't get the uh, commercial success that I really feel like it deserved. It, it got great critic reviews and uh, whoever I find that most people I talk to that play it really, really enjoyed it. But it, it didn't get the limelight that I kind of would have liked to see. And I think it it's an extremely interesting game and an interesting world. And the idea of you're the supernatural assassin and all these different ways to explore these levels. And I, I even I think the first one's great, but the second one really kind of capitalizes on level design in a way that's I just didn't see in the first one. And that clockwork mansion level in Dishonor 2 is one of the coolest and most insane things in a video game in the past 10 years for me. Like it really like to think about all these different moving parts that you can fool with and you can go into so many different areas. And I just really, really love that game and all the different choices. And I think that's one of those times that Bethesda did kind of take a chance. And sadly it, didn't pay off in droves i mean like i said it paid off critically but not commercially and i don't know if we'll ever see another one which makes me sad but we got two really good ones so i guess i can't really complain next up coming in with another rpg as we are re- you know as it's relevant yeah. <laughs> didn't really need to explain that <laughs> witcher 3 the wild hunt um i've given the title of perfect game how can i forget about witcher that's definitely on my list yeah Yeah, yeah. witcher i think uh is a game from a studio that nobody knew about before witcher i play witcher 2 so i was i was like 
Witcher 2 was this like underground uh underrated like nobody like like cult RPG that like uh, like some people played and the people who played it were about it. it. Yeah. And then 3 came around and everyone started noticing it. But I think Witcher 3 mastery of not just its main story but telling really fucking well done side quests uh, I think it, we get the best romances and the best love stories. Very, I don't want to say respectful. I want to say like with taste, very tasteful sex and romance in video games because it like, okay, like, tasteful. Sorry, like you can, you can like fuck some people in that game, but like, <laughs> yeah, you, like also like the, the romances are They're not good. just about like fucking somebody and like that, like it, it is a little bit like a step above that and there's a lot of like it's truly, class so, with your that character game. is truly falling in love is the idea right right the, right, uh, right um with shawnee with yennefer with siri can you choose to not be with any of them yeah you can mm -hmm. interesting hmm. yeah i mean i don't know what else i could witcher is and and going back you know graphically another game that like revolutionized um open world games to a degree later in the generation. Um, I don't think I'd done it that well since Skyrim. Yeah. Um, the, the combat I think is good. It's not the best, but I think it is like the, one of the best action RPGs we've seen. I agree. You know, it is a fast paced game. There's a lot. The combat is very complicated by using bombs and, and, uh, drinking, uh, potions, potions and stuff oils and, and such. Yeah. And like using different weapons, and it's really cool. And like the lore of the game is really represented in the combat and just in everything. Like you can feel like, oh, like he's using this stuff because these are the tools that Witchers use. use yeah, and this like, is a profession. He knows what he's doing. Right, yeah. right. I think there's just like the the Witcher's world was really brought to life from from the books, um, not just in games anymore, but in, in TV. And I think um, the Witcher IP is just a, have been a mainstay since Witcher Three. Yeah. No, I mean I. I freaking love that game, and it's funny because I don't think I truly appreciated how good it was until my second playthrough, which might sound fun, sound kind of funny because I just didn't really take advantage of all the mechanics and things where to do with like oils and creating new potions that you really need. I went through the whole first thing without using a health potion. Wow, that's without crazy. using like the one that immediately heals you. Like I'd use Swallow because you already had that, but I didn't realize I could upgrade the potions. And I felt so. By the end, I, I, had, like, I was playing on Death March, so that wasn't an option. For so, me. <laughs> so, like, I didn't even. And then by the end, I, I did New Game Plus again because I was like, I really want to go through and I want to. I still have never played it a second time. I, I went through and I went through every question mark. I went through the whole map. That and was really, my first playthrough. <laughs> and really just kind of dug into it. And I was like, man, this game is. It and, is, and it's, it's DLC just like improves upon what it is, and I think like Blood and Wine is like one of the best like epilogue DLCs. It's one of the best examples of DLCs. Period. I think I yeah. really do. Just yeah. extra story wise. It yeah, really like insane. it just gives you more of what you loved. Maybe like changing things a little bit to make things a little better, but like the story and like how that game ends is really like wow. Yeah, it's it's satisfying in right. a way that it is like very satisfying. You, you, it's full circle. 100%. And that's so, and it's amazing. Uh, but Go for, for me, it. I guess I got another one in the pipe here. Grand Theft Auto Five. Like this is one that I feel like you can't not say because it's literally the most profitable piece of entertainment. Period. In the last ten years, it's it's still selling. I, mean, I think it's been in the top ten selling for the past since it came out. Like I don't think yeah, it's ever left it. I mean, like you're right. 
not exactly like like not literally every week, but like yeah, pretty much, much every, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, and, and, you know, and not not to cut you off, but no, like yeah. it, I haven't played GTA Five, and it's on my list as well. Dude, I really think I've said this before on the podcast, but what Rockstar does with GTA Five is, or just G- Grand Theft Auto in general, is so special because it 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 satirizes the world and it's a super super silly place to exist in. It's it's a very uh, elevated representation of of like the Our current world. day yeah it's very meta but they still make you care about the characters and i feel like that's tough to do like like to be super silly and, and, and satirical be, and be very invested parallel to real life exactly yeah. and, 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 and to a make lot of games actually care about them. are not like trevor yeah. i shouldn't give a shit about at all he's an insane weird character <laughs> but i kind of like him by the end and i and I, he has his quirks and i just really enjoyed it and i think it did something cool with the three different protagonists I don't know if I necessarily want to see that come back in the sixth one, but I think it was well done for some new type of mechanic and just that world is fun to explore. It's still the best driving in any game, open world game period I've ever experienced. Really? Like that is, yeah, easily. Okay. It's, it's, it's so tight and well put together and the story is amazing. And I think that's a big credit to Dan Hauser who actually just left Rockstar, which sucks, but, and his brother, um, He's another Hauser. I can't other, remember his name. The other, other Hauser. Hauser. <laughs> uh, they they do something really special with those games, and it shines through because I mean it does well. People enjoy them, and you can just really—that's the fuck around game of They're, the century. Those games are very immersive, even though GTA Five is not immersive. Yeah, and I think I'm curious to see what type of immersive effects that they used in Red Dead will bleed over into GTA Six. Like, if you will need to eat food. And like you will, I, but I don't know if that might take it away from that or something. Right. I am curious to see what they do though. And oh, I'm excited for the possible yeah. reasons they're coming Even out. Even though of. I haven't played GTA five, I can't ignore it. Um, a game I've like, there are some games like, like that, uh, before I played last of us, like obviously like last of us, we're going to talk about it. Sure. Some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but GTA five is just a game that like, again, is super culturally important to the video game industry. Most of the games that Rockstar mates are... They really are. ...on that list. We've they already talked are, about three of them. <laughs> I, sorry, that was my keys. Um, <laughs> these pockets are terrible. Uh, Rockstar... Yeah, I know. I gotta get the Zip, zips. There's zippers on my joggers. Rockstar does something truly special. Like, I know there's... Tri- I almost call them, along with even maybe CD Projekt Red now, like, I know it doesn't exist, but like quadruple A almost. Like they're like, almost like a the tier top above. tier companies yeah, who like, like have essentially plus, done like no wrong. It's almost impossible to find. Like, sure, there are probably people out there that don't like them for certain reasons or whatever, yeah, but like, like most like majority. Like, they did, they did do Gwent. Like, CG Product Red did Gwent, and Gwent didn't do like all that well. Sure. But like, also, that's not a cyberpunk. Yeah, I was going to say, which. So, can't wait. Right. Yeah. Uh, but GTA, play. Th- I, I actually think I'm going to replay it soon. I, I want to experience that story again because hey it, it's Go, awesome. Get all those achievements. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> probably not, but we'll see. Uh, anyways, Gooch. Next up for me is a game, if you know me, is absolutely no surprise. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom I was going to say Thief, but continue. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> um And when I say The Phantom Pain, I'm also sort of including Ground Zeroes in that because... There's it's enough. It's a pre. It's a prelude. Whatever. Or, right. Yeah. But it's it's a cutoff portion of the Phantom Pain. Yeah. Um, the Phantom Pain is in, is important and a game of the decade for a lot of reasons. I think it's probably one of the best third person action games we've ever had. 
Um, the combat and the Fox engine in that game are utterly perfect. They are. Like the like, and and it's not like oh, it works. You look like a fucking cool badass. Yeah, you doing do. It. You are. Snake you are a is a yeah. legendary soldier. Like bottom line, like you just feel the power in the way he fires his gun, and the way you move, and like everything. Um, and this game is also important for a lot of reasons. It is uh, Hideo Kojima's last Metal Gear game, which probably thought would never happen even though he said every metal gear game he worked on was going to be his last he still made others um and of course like i don't want to just jump into death stranding but like if he didn't get fired um, that game from metal gear solid 5 or from konami after after that game we would not have death stranding um but uh, like I, I think Kojima does a lot of wild things with Metal Gear. And even though this game necessarily wasn't finished and its story doesn't necessarily appeal to the majority, I think a lot of people do understand that Metal Gear Solid Five is a fucking fantastic game, whether you fully understand the story uh, or not. Um, you know, does open world to a different degree and I think well enough. It's not entirely open world, but... I think it, it again does it well enough. You have these smaller open worlds, basically. You know, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I I gotta agree. I I probably fall in that camp of I don't care as much about the story and right. it, it hasn't right. really, but it is top of my list in the fact of that game is fun to play. Like it is. Like you said, it's some of the tightest controls, some of the most well made mechanics that I've played in a video game, and it's it's just a fun time and it's wacky. It can be as wacky as it's you want Gear. it to be. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's Kojima in general, I think, which is cool and, right. and one of his appeals. And, and again, like going back to like the the development behind this game, I think is really important. A story that really we don't know and hasn't been told a hundred percent yet of like what happened behind the scenes of Konami. Kojima, his like fucking baby, like Metal Gear Solid put Kojima on the map, and that was the only game he's been making. For his entire career, and he no longer is associated with it. And, like, this being the last game and, like, the themes of the game kind of relating back to him, possibly. Like, all this stuff kind of makes the game, like, very much more interesting when you realize that Kojima, like, like hated Konami while making this no, game. No, that is And nuts. the game is about revenge. And, like, even PT plays into those themes where, like, he's just mad and upset, and, like, you can tell. Try to wrap it up in a nice little bow for me of what happened there again with him and Con Like, what was the idea? So, like, like it's he uh, just was bad blood, basically? Or, like, they, they didn't like how he was There's been bad working. blood between Kojima and Konami for a long time, and I think, again, we don't really know why he was fired other than the fact that I think Konami just had enough with him yeah. and said, yo, um... We gotta... See ya. Yeah, get out of here. You're not worth the time. There have been a lot of cases yeah. where like Kojima like would take his sweet old time and do things his way and and spend a lot of money and just be himself. He is an author a, a, of, a, of a video game. World. And I think Konami and from a corporate standpoint, they just didn't want to deal with it. Also, Konami was moving towards uh, pachinko machines and gambling machines yeah. and mobile gaming, and Kojima was like, uh, uh, no, That's, I'm not I'm, doing I'm that. I'm not doing anything. And, like, yeah. and like he would stand his ground and. You know, that's that's where we are. That's why that's Silent Hills was canceled and Metal Gear Solid Five wasn't complete. But I would love to see his brain be put to work on a, another horror. And that doesn't have to be Silent Hills, but I would love to see another horror game of that because PT is still one of the scariest and most unnerving things 
to view. Can I can I skip your turn and say PT is one of my games of the decade? Sure. I think PT again, like Kojima, like revolutionizing a genre by accident almost. Yeah. Um, there's one game that kind of comes before this, but I think PT set the stage for modern day horror games. Um, I don't think Resident Evil 7 would have been made without the influence of PT and like this game that is like a, just a demo that essentially is the scariest thing anyone has ever played. It's insane. Right. It really is. Like I, I play that game and just the psychological insanity of it is unnerving and it really does get to you. You yeah. don't want to like, even uh, I'm a big horror game guy, but for the most part I can kind of get through things now and I'm not like sitting there. Like I don't want to move forward, <laughs> but with PT, I don't want to move forward. <laughs> I don't want like, to play I don't this. Wanna, yeah, like, this is kind of, but I almost kind of like that. Like it's weird. Right. <laughs> and like, Hey, like death stranding, I think was Kojima's reattempt at MGS five. And he's, he's already talked about like, he's, probably going to do a horror game next he has 100 sure. said that but like just from his tweets you can tell he's kind of gonna gear himself up to do it sure uh, i think he do can horror do to some capacity i think he'd be right to do that because i think it would it would make a major difference uh okay so here's probably one that might be a little left out of left field for you uh pray by bethesda as well um i guess that's another arcade game arcane game if i remember correctly I'm pretty sure you it's an arcane. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's like Ar arcane Texas, though, not the ones that did Dishonored. Right. But you can yeah, tell it's in that same right. type of art style and and kind of design. Uh, Prey is a really interesting game in the way of like, again, it didn't do commercially well, which sucks. Uh, but it, 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 I describe it as if Bioshock and Dishonored had a baby. Cool. And it, it's just this really <laughs> cool, interesting story about how we find an alien race and we, we create these things called neuromods that basically let you self-install. I was trying to explain this to Meredith, by the way, the other night. I was drunk. Dude. <laughs> Whoa. But anyways. Uh, imagine me trying to explain Death Stranding. To, like pretty drunk. To anyone sober <laughs> <Yeah>. or drunk. <laughs> but uh, so they work on these things called neuromods, which you can self-install basically any type of learning into your head. And like, so if you want to learn the violin or something, all right, they take a, they take something, they take like a reading or something from someone who can play the violin perfectly and you install it into your mind. You can now perfectly play violin. Only thing is you have to put it in your fucking eye. And it's very, even when you're just fake doing it in the game, like they pull it out, you see the needle come out and you just see it coming towards your eye. Like, Oh, what the fuck? That would that be worth it? Like, do I want anyways? It's very cool. It's very different. There's this recycling mechanic in it, which is very um, satisfying in weird ways. And like you use these materials and, and building things is a lot of fun, managing resources. And it takes that kind of thing from Dishonored where there's multiple endings and there's kind of, I don't even know if there's necessarily two. There might be a few more with like some shades of gray in there of like what you can do, but the end results interesting. And I, I think it's well worth your time. If you're into anything like a Bioshock or a Dishonored. It's, it's been on my list. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to get around I to it. I feel like you it, would enjoy it, it. It's definitely on my list. I think it, it's worth the, the pickup, especially now. I got now. Alien Isolation, yeah. <laughs> I no, that's, to, I, I think, just, yeah. I just need to get, I just need time. No, dude, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I, I, I can't recommend it enough. And like I said, it's, it's a little bit of an underdog, which, which stinks, but worth your time. Um, because we, I already talked about PT and Death Stranding, and we're sort of still close to that. 
or sorry, PT Metal Gear Solid. I have to talk about Death Stranding. Sure. Uh, Death Stranding is a game that has never been na- made and will never be made again. I think it is this wholly unique experience that only could come from the mind of Hideo Kojima. Um, not just that, not just the story, the world, but the characters, the casting of Norman Reedus, uh, Margot, um, or Margaret Qualley, um, Margot Robbie. <laughs> Names, names, blanking, blanking. <laughs> Leah uh, Sado. Leah Sado, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. You have top list Hollywood actors in a fucking video game. And Hideo Kojima is the only one who would want that and slash do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, no, I, I don't think a lot of companies like really try to go get like big actors. I mean, we have some games like Quantum Break and Man of Medan. Um, and with, even those aren't even as big of actors. Yeah, like, like Sean yeah. Ashmore is a, is a name, but, yeah, like, but he's, he's not, not like a a Chris Evans. or, or Right. Uh, yeah, like a, so um, and Kojima just like really being not political, but very meta with his social commentary talking about society today. He's like, we all gotta reconnect. And right. I appreciate that. Right. And he's, yeah. he's trying to tell a story but also relate to everyone that plays this game because everyone in some capacity has a has a, like the want and ability to connect with others for sure um in very different ways not just on social media but like in real life and like the commentary behind death stranding i think is something that like nobody will do yeah, no, that's fair. No, I, like I don't think anyone's going to like try to recreate Death Stranding just because it's too weird. <laughs> I agree. I, like, how did that, how did it sell? I, I can't. I I, I honestly I mean, know really well. It, it did sell well. I, I don't. That's awesome. I don't know if so. I don't think Sony's released numbers or maybe. I mean, it's gotcha. also been a hot minute. I um, mean, I I enjoy Death Stranding a lot. I have my gripes with it, obviously, like I do with every game. Uh, Kojima's a weird fuck, and I love it. I do. I think fuck. it's he's a weird fuck, and I. I think he he creates some interesting and and very unique stories in that game and just the idea of the afterlife and how they they really kind of elaborate on everything in that. I do think the stuff that kind of I guess annoys me in that game is when they just start using all these big words and then they're like, "Well, we're going to we yeah, got to like, wait until um, we tell you like dooms or something." Like, you got to wait until we tell you what these words mean, but then we'll give you But and that's fine. Cairo matter. Cairo literally. <laughs> uh, I'm like trying to think. Bridge baby, baby, BB, yeah, like BBs, bridge babies. I I do think that's a game I shouldn't like. I re- like on paper when you read it out to me, I'm like, what the? F- I'm not you playing deliver this packages. Game. The simplest way to explain that literally. is you deliver packages, and, and then, that is what you do. But and then there's a lot more me. to it. Uh, I you know I said it during our Death Stranding review with uh, my cousin Chaz. It's the things that happen between point A and B that make this that game make it cool. special. And I do, th- it's one of the most relaxing games I've played in a while. Like, yeah. I do love just kind of throwing on a podcast or something and then walking to my next delivery point or something like that. I still need to finish it. I'm literally right at the end. Yeah. So I just get literally, it. yeah, I will. I'm not going to get on your I, I will. I will finish it because I, I've already, I put the time in and it is an interesting and unique perspective on the And I think you might have a lot, a lot of fun with the ending because it is a lot different from the rest of the game. Sure. Okay. I'm interesting. I'm interesting. I'm interested. You are interesting. Oh, thank you, Gooch. You're too kind. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what was on, what else was on my list. I mean, I definitely have a lot more. Trio did forget his list. I did. Keep going. Hit me with another one. I'll come up. A game that has like, it needs no introduction. The last of us. Oh yeah. Duh. Um, the last of us has this, I use the term zeitgeist once I'll use it again. Last of us is just a, this game. I think that 
really represents what games as an art form looks like. The fact that uh, you're playing for five minutes and you're probably already on the floor crying as you watch this little girl get shot and oh, killed and, and die in her in her father's arms, and that's only the first five minutes. Yeah, like you haven't, you don't <laughs> um, get it yet. You know, Naughty Dog has really um, perfected their th- third person um, games and their stories, and I think Last of Us just is this experience that I feel like everyone who played it has something good to say about it. Um, again, it's it's this game that, like, I wouldn't say is culturally significant, but, like, if you've played The Last of Us, you're like, dude, The Last of Us. Yeah, that's tough. Like, it's, it's just, like, the, it gets that reaction. Sure. Keep hitting me. Sorry. No. I don't, I don't mind. Um, next up... I will go The Walking Dead, a Telltale game, season one. Um, I think Telltale struck a gold mine with their episodic game format, um, as well as using the IP of The Walking Dead to make a episodic story game and really just innovate an entire genre, but also take it down as well, which is very strange. Which is, which is sad. Um, you know, like, The Walking Dead was uh, the VGAs, I think it was the last VGAs, that was the game of the year, an indie game from a very small company that was, like, not action game, very choice-based, and, like, everyone started making episodic games. This is where Life is Strange comes from. Um, you know, I don't, like, Final Fantasy is now taping, taking some sort of episodic format with the 7 remake, and it's yeah. just like, who would have thought that would have worked? Yeah. No, it's crazy. And like you said, they really did kind of innovate that genre. And the way, like, people were like, oh, this is viable. We can make cool games that are more or less just walking around and making story decisions that people enjoy. And you make these choices matter. And uh, one of my favorites from Telltale is the Batman series that they did as well, just because they take chances. And I like to see that. Some For some of them, they didn't for some reason. But I, I I appreciate that they they want to do something different. Yeah, and they, they want to show you a story in a way that you might not have experienced before. And I, yeah, I think and that's I, awesome. I think um, Clem and Lee's story is like fucking fantastic. Like the ending of that game, like it was one of those games. It wasn't the first game I cried at, but like it was one of those games when I when I finished it and I was sitting right over there <laughs> when it when I beat episode five and I just fucking like broke down like it was so sad and like 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 what you have to do as Clem like this little girl you're taking care of for the whole game is now like on the other end of like the gun yeah like she's holding it and like you know and like you got to make this decision and. Whatever you do will follow you through the rest of the game. And, like, I mean, like, you know, until it's fin- finality. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think anyone expected, like, this little company called Telltale uh, to make such a boom in the industry with, with episodic gaming as well as the storytelling format. Um, I totally agree. And I think that they've done something really cool and something that lasts, but the thing that sucks is they didn't evolve on it. Which kind of, which yeah. really kind of sucks, and I feel like that's what, what sadly put them in the place they're at now, which is is, is sad. Uh, was the Wolf Among Us in the 2010s, or was that oh yeah, that I think is my favorite Telltale game. For uh, are you I, saying it's a game of the decade or no? Yeah, I think it's one of those. I I would I would put that on there. I I think it really does something really cool and interesting in the same ways that uh, the Walking Dead does, but with something. 
a little bit more out there and just cool and interesting and i i love big bad wolf as as the protagonist and the idea of the fairy tale town and and the, the lore behind it uh, that and i mean batman uh, there's four or th- three or four telltale games that i'm like these are worthy but then the other ones just like are like i'm like why did we like guardians of the galaxy why did we, we didn't need that one like it's and it's just basically the movie guardians mm-hmm. like like make them different give me mm-hmm. give me comic star lord like they did with Batman. They really kind of went out of the box with Penguin and and less so in the second season. But I guess overall, I just, like you said, tell, uh, Telltale, they get what they're doing. At least in the way of storytelling sometimes. Poor guys. What's the what's going on with the... They're still making new ones, right? Didn't um, they just announce that Wolf Among Us 2 is they still like, happening? Yeah, I mean, they like reformed. It's like, it's not the same. It's Telltale. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is Telltale, but like it's... Telltale by name. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, next up, a game that we've already done a podcast about just recently, in fact, on our debut episode of Beyond County Lines, talking about Dark Souls. Dark Souls literally, again, another game that just created a genre that's like everyone compares any hard game to Dark Souls, period. Yep. That's what the, the comparison is to. Everyone goes, oh, is it like Dark Souls? When you when you say it's hard. Souls-like. That's yeah. like it's basically its own genre now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't start with Dark Souls, though. Demon Souls came before it, but didn't really have the traction that Dark Souls everyone started playing and talking about and would lead into um, another game of the decade, Bloodborne, which I think just did the same thing, but like switch some things up, switch the story up, switch the world up, switch the gameplay up, switch everything up and just did it, it again. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of funny. Like dark souls is one thing. And then bloodborne is another so thing coming from the same company, but like, like two sides of a different coin. I was going to say it's similar. Two, sorry, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say, I even played bloodborne. I, I really enjoyed that idea of learning like you said earlier with the other game learning the boss's moves and you're just dying the mechanic is dying and you're you get further and further every time like you said when you get to this point he does this new move that you have to now watch out for but you died but now you know he does it it it's one of the most satisfying things to beat those types of bosses it, it really is yeah uh but i'm trying to think was uh getting back to some rpgs here. would you like to just peek at my list and yeah you know that would be mine? That would be fantastic. <laughs> um, hmm. Some, uh, there's probably like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Mass Effect 2, come on. That is one of the tops in the way of like RPGs and having these companions that really make a difference in your story, depending on how much you really want to pay attention to them and, and the idea of Shepard. And what is he again? I'm trying to remember. Is he a uh, spec? No. Spectre? Yeah. Yeah. He is a Spectre? Yeah. And he was like one of the last ones, last Spectres, right? Or are there multiples? I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. No. No. Anyways. I don't think so. It builds a very interesting and cool sci-fi world. the first human Spectre. Oh, that's, I think that's what I'm thinking. Uh, it builds an interesting world. It gives you interesting characters to inhabit that world. Different alien races are cool. I, I got to give it to that in the fact of it, it, it created this world that I wish we get more out of, but unfortunately we got the dud that was Mass Effect Andromeda. When I was talking about Bethesda being one of those companies that's falling for graces, and I mentioned that there's another company, Bioware is that company. Um, 
Mass Effect 2 is Bioware at its fucking peak. Finest. Yeah. Um, the Mass Effect 2, I think, is probably one of the... Like, if you did a top 10 list of the greatest RPGs of all time, Mass Effect 2 would be on it. Sure. Um, its story is incredible. Its characters are fucking awesome. The gameplay is really good. Like, like the side stuff is there. But, like, creating this world, this this space world. <laughs> I was like, space world. This... Space world <laughs> to rival Star Wars. Yeah, um, I, I think it it really even does. the Star Trek. Yeah, like it, it does. I think I would put Mass Effect's worlds and universes alongside those two big guys. I'd agree because it, it really just it, it really just does. Um, no, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm trying to feel. I feel like I've covered most of my big ones. Okay, for me, I got a lot more or a few. Some of them will probably go quick. Uh, like this one over uh sorry not overwatch um hearthstone um again another game that revolutionized a genre which is the the card games you have the elder scrolls card game you had gwent you had all these different games kind of copying this card game style and like magic as well digitally um that hearthstone kind of started um i've i've Really haven't played Hearthstone in years, but like the time I did play that game, I was having a fucking ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I've just kind of like fallen out of it, and there's been so many Happens. updates that yeah, I, yeah. you know, going back just kind of seems so like much, yeah. right. Um, but I, I feel like that that card game genre is really big, and I, I think you give that that title why it's like that to For sure. Hearthstone and, and Blizzard. Um, you got anything? Why fill this out? Um, you got five seconds. <laughs> no, I really feel like I've covered. Mo- uh, I feel like there's gonna be one that I'm gonna get home and look in my book though. I'm gonna be like, how the fuck did I forget that? Because it's just gonna it's in, it's in the back gnawing. Uh, well, another Blizzard game, Overwatch. I think Overwatch really um came into the multiplayer space and reinvented it. Um, six v six hero character oriented um gameplay where like you pick the character and this character has unique abilities and stuff and again a lot of other games try to copy that formula to a degree and i think overwatch not just the game but like with the esports scene of the overwatch league have really like done something special and you know they're making a sequel unlike we've never seen where like all your stuff from overwatch one is going to go into overwatch two and they're just kind of like you know putting a fresh coat of paint on things like and like doing like some different campaign thing campaign things which they did not do in the original yeah um again like this i think this is one of the only multiplayer only games we have on this list but i feel like it's extremely um important to the industry so i got another one for you uh you might bat me away Fortnite. you yeah Yeah. i got this on this list yeah (laughs) yeah. um i don't necessarily love that game any for anymore like I, I i don't play it a lot but to not to act like it hasn't done something for video games would be ridiculous every uh, mom and dad knows what fortnite is every again talking <laughs> about the zeitgeist of like right everyone there was a there was a streak there for like a month fortnite was on the news for some reason or another i feel like for a, a, a while and it's done some really interesting things in the way of bringing the battle royale genre to the forefront and making it something that people really kind of think about and enjoy and it's given way to things that i might like versions of that that i enjoy more like apex uh which i think is 
an amazingly fun game and capitalizes on that same type of play style in a different way. But I got to give it to Fortnite in the way of it really did bring it out and bring it to the face of the of the the genre or not the genre of the industry industry. And it's cool, and I, I love that art style. I, I like the idea of it. Not big on the building. It's kind of it's it's kind of like you know we had our time with Fortnite. We both played it for sure. Um, and again, it's kind of like moved into another generation it of a younger kids. You know, again, this Apex will be a Fort- is yeah. kind of more attractive to us, I guess, because it's more it's mature. Forced. I well, I like, think it's like that I, classic I also, first person. I also like Apex more than Fortnite. I do too. Um, but we can't deny the like cultural impact Fortnite has had within the last like three or four years. A thousand percent. Um, like like. Even if it bringing negative press, that game is just like everyone knows yeah. what it is. And I mean, it's made that idea of releasing a game for free and just making money off of cosmetics viable. <laughs> like, uh, it's did you see how much EA made off of Apex, like uh, skins and stuff? It's like three, no, three want, billion. So like, it's <laughs> it's insane. It's and honestly, that's something. If you're not buying something that's altering the game, and some idiot wants to buy a three hundred dollar skin, I don't really have remorse for that guy i'm sorry and uh, but like yeah it's an interesting thought Gooch. my next up is going to be uh, another bioware game uh bioware at their peak dragon age inquisition um i don't think there are a lot of medieval games even though we've talked about a few of them today on this list uh i think that that sword and shield and magic genre is very lacking um but i think dragon age inquisition does um sort of a tactical rpg um, very well. Uh, not just its story. Again, we've had two games to kind of build the world, but like we're finally seeing the world. Dragon Age 2 and 1 don't really get to everything, whereas Inquisition is like we're going to different continents and stuff, and yeah. it's not just staying in like one area. Dragon Age 2 is in one city, yeah. and Dragon Age Inc- uh, Dragon Age 1 is in, Dragon Age Origins is just in Pharrell in the continent, but in this one you're everywhere. Hmm. And it's kind of like taking these like smaller experience, smaller worlds you've had, and really just like blowing it up, even though you've always heard about it and been there. Yeah. Um, the story for Dragon Age fucking is awesome. I can't wait for the next one. But I really think the medieval genre is fantasy. just lacking. The, the fantasy, fantasy genre, genre yeah. is just there's not a lot of it anymore, and I don't know why. Yeah, I do think like uh, Bethesda and and then we're at the forefront of that with like your Skyrims and and Oblivions and all that. But yeah, no, I agree. You don't see it as much anymore. That's a game on. I feel like I should like more, but I just could never, could never dive into. But anyways, Gooch, what else you got? Um, next up, this is definitely a personal one. Uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Uh, I think Deus Ex: Human Revolution is probably one of the best RPGs from last generation. It's like one of the best linear experiences. I think Adam Jensen is like the f- a fucking amazing character, an amazing world, kind of like telling our future in a way like you know a future what setting that be. what you right what could be and i just think its gameplay is awesome it's kind of like the stealth action rpg game and i think it just does a lot of things super well enough to like it, it's really stuck with me I, agree. Um, I don't think mankind divided necessarily has the impact that human revolution did but yep hold on i got a few more and i'm just typing I got like a f- yeah like like two or three more. Let's rapid fire these last ones. Yeah. I want to shit on Birds of Prey. No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. You just just wait and see. Well, actually, that'll come out before this. So 
Kingdom Hearts 3, again, another personal one that um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is like like the first game that I really got attached to and kind of finally seeing that journey come to its conclusion almost 16 years later is very special. Um, like when I first put that game up and I just sat in the main menu and I fucking like sobbed like a baby. Like just like I'm like this is finally happening. Oh my god. That's awesome. Um yeah, it's again, uh, like a lot of a game you probably heard a lot about, not just from me, but maybe other people you talk to. But like a game, I think that means a lot to a lot of people. For um, sure. Not necessarily the best. I really enjoy the story. I think the story is really cool. But like, I think personally, a lot of people connect with Kingdom Hearts. And that's, it, it, that's yeah, why it brings them back to a time in their life. For sure. Right. It's uh, definitely based in nostalgia for me. Um, I feel like I had to put an indie game on here, at least one. And that indie game is Papers, Please. Wow. What a what a good one. Yeah, right? I agree. I, I think Papers, Please, like, is my favorite indie game of all time. And, like, it's really simple. You're just a fucking dude who checks passports. And, like, they tell this really deep political narrative. And, like, also, like, you're questioning your morality as you play. Like, you're not just, like, letting people in. But, like, some people are, like, you know, you, you know, okay, you have, like, you know just people person after person yeah. and then one person comes in and like bribes you or gives you a story and be like hey like my wife is next she doesn't have a passport the, yeah. like, the stuff she needs can you just let her in yeah. and we'll like you know and like you have to do this like do i let this girl in or do i do i like do my job right yeah. and like i think there's there's a lot of cool moments it's in that, weird because yeah you're, you're doing basically bureaucratic work but like it's done in a way that it's interesting and like as you go through each day you have certain more papers that you need to look out for and there might be a certain discrepancy that you need to be aware of like maybe the birthdays don't match or maybe the day on the on the certificate to come into the country the date is off the entrance day is off yeah and like, hey if you're not doing a good job your family suffers yeah like you lose <laughs> money and your grandpa will die or, or your dad and then your son will get sick and everyone's cold uh, <laughs> and everyone's just really cold everyone's cold all the time because you don't have heat and yeah, I that's a good one. Uh, that's one I forgot about that I really had a good time with. I got two more that kind of roll into each other, and you're gonna be like this Duh. one. Yeah. How can you forget Amnesia: The Dark Descent? I was that came to my mind a little bit. Earlier. Amnesia: The Dark Descent is the first horror game that everyone talked about, and I think really started the horror game craze as we know it today. Yeah, right. I, yeah. yeah, I think it like it is still a really scary game. Um, and I remember when we, we were playing it. Uh, back in the day, back when we kind of first became friends, yeah. I remember like I told you about Amnesia, and you were like, and you played yeah, it in my house, yeah. and then <laughs> and then you got it yourself. Didn't we do something for Everything Entertainment where we? Like, no, it, it was for like my YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember wow, that when I we do. did the? Oh shit! It was on Halloween. I it was like it was like, a, it was like a it was like a mod DLC thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Start with a J. Did it? No. no. Not Justine. Just. That's like the DLC. But yeah, that was a. It's a monumental game in the way of, like you said, people now know about the horror genre from that. Like, that's a mainstay. I mean, it sucks we didn't get, like, a comparable follow-up. I uh, mean, Soma's pretty good. But Soma I, I, is pretty good. I, but I, I don't think it's amnesia. Soma, Soma's a lot more psychologically fucked up. Right. Like, in it's the way not of, like, like... It's questions it's scary, of morality. But, yeah. like, but there is a lot of, like, it's more like in your head stuff, whereas amnesia is like, there's just a scary fucking monster yep. with a big mouth coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wow. And last but not least, our final game of the decade. Want to take a guess? Halo? No. no um, <laughs> what Halo? <laughs> three? I don't Four? know. Is that is, when did three? Oh, that was oh nine. Oh yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it like it missed um, the call. 
Fuck, I have no idea. Hit it with me. Hit me with it. Hold on. Hit it with me. This is the 28th game on our list, the final game. It may be the most important game. All right. Beef. No. <laughs> no. Knew it. I, I knew I, you were lying. I would have squeezed that in there if I didn't mention it earlier. I would have just like like gone on some like little like short sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Beef. Um, Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. And I think I the reason Resident Evil Seven is on that list again, a game that like came out of PT, um, and put Capcom back on the map. Yeah. Um, revolutionized and reinvigorated the spark that is Resident Evil, um, which we now got the remake of two, and we're going to get the remake of three, four. Yeah. Um, you know, going from third person to first person, doing this more like PT amnesia experience. First that, person that would survival not, horror. Right. That would not have happened if it wasn't for those games. Yeah. I, I think like and it's funny because it does go back to the old recipe for resident evil bar first person but right. like of like you're you're conserving ammo you're really looking into your inventory and you got to manage it the puzzles are back it's an re game 100 yeah. percent. but it takes a lot of influences from the re- from the horror games that re- restarted the genre because like the horror genre really didn't exist i mean like resident evil is definitely a thing but those were more action right yeah well no, like in a way but like it like i feel like the horror genre like making a scary game is definitely a thing it's, 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 now yeah, for sure yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't praise Resident Evil Seven enough. I would have loved to actually give it the run through in VR, but I never got the chance to. I heard it's okay. Uh, we actually did a review on it, probably one of our more early reviews. If I yeah, want to say yeah. Wait, Resident Evil Seven? Yeah, yeah, with Nick. Yeah, um, Nick was on for that. It was. It's it's interesting. I knew by the end of that game, I knew the house layout like it was the back of my hand. Right, and the like same thing with the police station in RE Two. For same, sure. Same thing with the Trevor Mansion in Resident Evil One. They do a really <clears> good <throat> job with that. Like I don't need and a map. I haven't even played Resident Evil Seven yet. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't? No, really. I mean, I played it, but like, nah. I didn't know. I forgot no, about I'm that. I'm going shit. through the whole series. It's the end. Man. I love it. I love it. All uh, right. So to recap, real quick, I'm gonna run through our list: games of the decade. Resident, I'm sorry, <laughs> fucked it up on the first one. Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Minecraft, Bioshock Infinite, Skyrim, Dishonored 2, Witcher 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, PT, Prey, Death Stranding, The Last of Us, The Walking Dead Season 1, The Wolf Among Us, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Mass Effect 2, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Fortnite, Dragon Age Inquisition, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Kingdom Hearts 3, Papers, Please, Amnesia the Dark Descent, and Resident Evil 7. That is DNN's Games Games of of the the Decade. decade. You know... This is a list that is going to be different for everyone, but for sure. I'm glad we could sit down. And I thought about kind of bringing talking, other yeah. people on, but like it's this is our podcast, so sure. I figured it might as well be just our list. I not, think so. Not a guest. Yeah, the DNN list. Right. Yeah, the yeah. I like it. The official. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us live. If you've been watching us live on twitch.tv slash Network, we very much appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well as basically every podcast service. Just search Delco Nerd Network. And we should pop right up for you. And I, hey, didn't, I didn't mention this earlier on housekeeping, but oh, yeah. now on iHeartRadio. Correct. Now <laughs> on iHeart. Uh, if you guys could leave us a review on those platforms, it really does help us out. It kind of pushes us up the list. Just does a little bit of a nice thing for us. And hey, if it's a bad review, just give us five stars and just say how bad it is because that'll be totally fine. Yeah, uh, that'll still definitely be a bad review. Uh, anyways, all this info can be found on our website, www delconerdnetwork.com for Gooch I've been Trio thanks for watching guys stay nerdy and we will see you next time